Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self-care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. Welcome to today's journal entry. I don't know if you can tell from the sound of my voice, but I am smiling and it's a nervous smile (laughs) because this episode is one that I've been so excited to record, but I also want to do it in a way that feels right and good and aligned and not bashing anyone. But this is the episode where I'm going to dig into the details of my divorce. And I thought that it would be easiest on me to give a little backstory. And then on social media, I had a bunch of questions come in that I'm just going to do a Q&A style. So I, at the time of this recording, am not fully divorced yet, but I have been going through this process since, let's see, July of 2021 is when I told my ex that I no longer wanted to be with him. And the story, without getting into tons of detail before the Q&A, really began for me in March of 2021. So that was when I had had Griffin in October. So he was five months old at this point. And my partner and I had moved back to my hometown, which just felt so great being surrounded by positivity and family and help. And that was when I also started to go to therapy. And I still remember walking into my first therapy session. And it was the first time that I just like opened up about negative things about my relationship. I truly don't think, except maybe to one or two friends, ever complained about my relationship before because I never wanted to taint the picture that someone might have of my partner or of me or of our relationship. And so from the outside looking in, everything probably looked amazing and happy-go-lucky. But walking into therapy, I just felt comforted in that this isn't unbiased person that I can just tell things to and she can give me direction. And at that point, I was not at all considering leaving my husband. I truly just wanted to understand my feelings and see what I could do to make our relationship better. So between March and that May, which is only a few months, but They were very long months (laughs) of me learning more about myself and really acknowledging the feelings that I had. So much of my story is me truly honoring my emotions because for 33 years, I was just positive all the time and happy all the time. And when I did have an uncomfortable emotion, I just swept it under the rug. And this was the start of me being like, 
it's okay to feel sad, to feel frustrated, to feel angry. And in addition to feeling those things, I should do something. I should take action, especially in a relationship. If I'm feeling a certain way, I want to make sure that my partner knows that so that we can work together on feeling better and growing together and all of that. So that was my, I want to say transformation, but that was what was going on between March and May. And due to that, there were many times where I had sat down with my partner and expressed certain things. Some were situational, some were just feelings. And when I did start to speak up in this way, it was really apparent to me that it was a one-sided conversation. It wasn't communicating, if you will. And I, by no means, am a good communicator. <laughs> it is something that I'm working on and I think I've gotten so much better at, but yeah, I just don't want to paint myself as this. I came with this issue and he wasn't wanting to work on it. I was stumbling through these conversations and just falling forward, failing forward, you know, just trying to be heard and understood. And it just wasn't really happening. And again, at this point, I had no intentions of leaving. I really wanted to work on things. I was just getting more and more frustrated that conversations were being put off and nothing was being resolved. And we had basically each of these conversations had turned into an argument. And we had a really big argument in May, at the end of May, when we were in California for my older sister's graduation. And I had expressed all of these things and at the end, he made this comment of, phew, you know, I thought that you were going to say that you wanted a divorce. And I was just so dumbfounded. I was like, what? First of all, that's crazy. Second of all, if that's on your mind, aren't there changes you would be making if you felt like that's where I was at in our relationship? Anyways, that was at the end of May. And then... At the beginning of June, it was the first week of June, he had a random one-off job helping a friend up in Maine. And so he left for one week. And I distinctly remember the feeling of when he left. I was so sad, like heartbroken, which was odd for me because he has left before. He's gone on trips. We've gone our separate ways. We were very independent people. But when he left on this trip, I felt so, so sad for some reason. And then the next morning I woke up and I felt like I had so much energy. I remember I was mopping the floors and like dancing and it was a bright and sunny day. And I brought Griffin out on a, um, what, like a blanket outside just to sit outside and have him crawl around. And I just felt so good. And I remember texting my friend, all of these things. And it was in that moment that I had so much clarity of how amazing I felt. And the fact that I haven't felt this good in such a long time. And the only difference was that my ex was gone. And it just felt like 
all of my emotions were validated. All of what I was feeling and nervous about for my future and my life and what I deserve was right in front of me. And I think that that's why I was so sad is because deep down, I knew that I did not want to stay in this relationship and I couldn't physically stay in this relationship. With that being said, I didn't make any moves on that for six more weeks until the middle of July because I was trying to prove myself wrong. He came back and I was trying to still work on things and it just wasn't getting better. And I, it was just a breaking point for me in the middle of July where I was like, I can't do this anymore. So that's my story. And I'm going to get into some Q&A to answer your guys' specific questions. So the first one is, did you have any red flags or inkling to leave before deciding to have Griffin? Or was it more so afterwards? This was a really interesting question for me because I do feel like there were lots of things I wouldn't I don't know if they were red flags, maybe yellow flags. There were lots of those things, our entire relationship, things like personality traits and values and habits and all these things that I kept thinking would change, which I know is like, you know, everyone says, don't wait for someone to change. They sh they're showing you who they really are. But I kept thinking, you know, if we stay in a relationship long enough, then he'll change. If we get engaged, then we'll ch then he'll change. If we get married, then things will finally change. If we have a baby, then things will finally change. And it was finally when I had Griffin that nothing ever changed. And it was, again, that clarity of, wow, I've been dealing with these things. And prior to Griffin, there was no major event or argument. There was nothing that was big enough that made me feel like I wasn't in a good relationship that I did want to leave or anything like that. I felt like we were both very independent and having Griffin was the first time that I truly needed to rely on him as a partner. And I didn't feel emotionally and mentally and even physically that he was there for me. So there were some flags, but it was definitely having Griffin that opened up my mind to an alternative life that I could have in a different way that I could be feeling in a relationship. The next question, did you have a sneaking suspicion that it wouldn't work out for a long time? This is interesting and this might sound crazy, but I remember years and years ago, I think I was still in college or recently graduated. My ex and I were, were just dating at this point. And my older sister was living in New York City and she went to a psychic. And this psychic had her bring in a picture of her family. And she did like a quick reading, I think, on all of us. And my sister came back saying that the psychic pointed to my photo and said that this is the first sister that's going to be married. When she said that to me, my gut reaction that I did not speak out loud, but instantly the, my follow-up question was, did she also see me getting a divorce? 
Like, why would I think that? Nothing was wrong in my relationship. I think I think I was so fearful of getting a divorce, potentially because my gut was telling me that there are these things that were just misaligned in my relationship and I wasn't listening. Next question, how did your partner react? This is interesting. He said, I, I remember I was just staring blankly out on the couch and finally he was like what's going on or like what's on your mind or something and I think I just blurted out I think we should separate and his immediate reaction was you know I thought you were gonna say that <laughs> which again made me like livid like if you felt like your partner was at that point in a relationship why wouldn't you change but anyways that was his that was his first response. Next question was, does your ex try to get half custody? And the answer is no. Um, I have full custody of our son, Griffin. So I had split up with my ex in July, but he stayed living with me until September 1st, which is when he actually moved down to Florida. So he just gave up, you know, the custody and any thing with Griffin by moving down there. Um, so yeah, there's that. Did you try counseling prior to the divorce? If so, how did that impact your decision? No, we did not do counseling. I had mentioned it two or three times prior to telling him that I didn't want to be with him. And he never took action on it. And it wasn't until after I said that I didn't want to be with him that he suggested it just once. And it was just too late for me at that point. I had already made up my mind. Okay, next up. How did you overcome the worry of how the divorce will impact Griffin in the long run? Ooh. So I didn't worry. I didn't worry about how it would impact Griffin because I knew that by focusing on me being a happy mom and by being treated re with respect by a future partner and being surrounded by so much love with me and my family in the area, I just felt like that was enough and that was better than the alternative, which was having Griffin be in the house with an unhappy mom and dad, with a mom that wasn't being treated the way that she wanted to be treated. And that was a big reason too, that for me to leave was I wanted Griffin to have role models of how to treat a woman. And I just didn't, think that I was being treated in the way that I would want Griffin to treat a future partner. There are also so many different types of families now. You know, there are families with single moms, single dads, two moms, two dads, you know, all different sorts. And so I feel like when the time does come that Griffin starts to ask about why his dad isn't around and why he left, I will be able to answer and relate in a way of how, you know, what, what happened, but 
the fact that there's comfort in that our family is a full family and there's so much love and our family is complete the way that it is. Next question. How did you get the courage to leave and trust that you could handle single momming it? I remember sitting in my car and I was talking to my twin sister and I had the realization of, oh my God, I'm going to be a single mom. And I started to cry because I don't think, I don't, I know that no one has a child hoping that they're going to be a single mom. I did not want to be a single mom, but I didn't want to be an unhappy mom in a relationship even more. I kept thinking of my alternatives with all, a lot of these scenarios that you guys are asking. The alternative of staying felt worse than the option of being on my own. And so I just trusted myself that I would figure it out. And funnily enough, it's actually felt easier <laughs> being on my own as a single mom. Now, I want to clarify, it is hard AF. There are so many like tiny decisions that have to be made. Um, so much anxiety that comes with it. So much coordination, zero time off. It is challenging. But what's been easier is not having the expectations from a partner and being let down, expecting them to do something or stay something or step in and then not having that or, you know, being asked to do more in their relationship was just so much more exhausting and draining than being confident in me being the one to make the decisions and get it done. The biggest lesson that you learned about yourself in the split. The biggest lesson that I feel like I learned was listening to my intuition. And once you are listening to your intuition, then I feel like it's our responsibility to then use our voice. I just felt like I was so frequently walking on eggshells from the entire relationship. And I never, ever want to do that again. And so going forward, I'm definitely going to be trusting my intuition because I think I did hear it earlier. I just didn't do anything. And then speaking it, you know, using my voice to share how I'm feeling, what I want, what I deserve, and showing up in my relationship in that way. Ooh, I love this next question. Do you remember a specific moment where you went from feeling down to feeling empowered? I remember feeling really empowered like a couple days after he moved to Florida. I just, I just felt so good. There was like no negative energy in the air. And there were so many challenging things about that time, as you can imagine. But that was empowering, feeling like I did it. It's happening. I can do this. But I think that there are many layers of empowerment that keep growing as you choose to grow throughout the relationship. So a little bit of empowerment right away, you know, as soon as it happened. And then I remember two, one month later, it was Griffin's first birthday and it was like the worst day ever. <laughs> 
because I had this expectation of being, you know, when you're, when you're celebrating a birthday of, you know, your child, at least in my head, I picture a warm family unit that's happy and supportive and like this loving, exciting, magical day. And it was the opposite of that. And I felt empowered after that birthday because I had the realization of, okay, this is happening. This is the type of ex-partner that he is showing to be. It's going to be challenging, but I felt like I was stepping up to the plate. Like I'm going to do this thing in terms of following through with the divorce and what I'm asking for and all of that. And then from there, I feel like my empowerment continues to grow because I just keep doing more things on my own and realizing more things. And through journaling, I'm having these breakthroughs and it just all feels so good. And so I think the empowerment just keeps building. Okay, this is the last question that I wanted to end with because I'm hoping that you can take bits and pieces of my story that you've heard so far today. And if you are in a tough position in your relationship, this question, I think, will hopefully guide you to find some solutions. So the question is, I'm getting out of a nine-year relationship, and I'm not sure where to begin and how to move forward. What helped you through the process? So the two biggest things that helped me, one was therapy. I would definitely find yourself a therapist And I specifically say that more so than a family or friend, because I think that it's so beneficial to have an outside perspective and then also journaling. And I think those two combined is a magical force because you can journal about what you learn in therapy and ask yourself those questions. But through journaling, that is where I really allowed myself to feel those uncomfortable emotions like I talked about earlier. And when I was feeling those feels, I got really curious and started asking myself what it meant. Like, why am I feeling this way? What was the first time I felt this way? Does it feel good to feel this way? Am I supposed to feel this way? Is this a learned behavior? Do I actually feel this way? I could go down a whole rabbit hole. And some of these questions, you might think I'm crazy, but it just gets me, gets my mind going and thinking in like different perspectives that really showed me so much clarity in my feelings and in the way forward. That space and time and writing is what allowed me that clarity. And clarity is the hardest thing to get, I feel like. But once you have it, that makes it a lot easier because you feel confident that you are going forward on the right path. That doesn't mean that it's an easy path. In fact, it's probably a very challenging path, but you feel it in your bones that you're worth it and that this whole process happened to you for a reason and that you're growing through it. Lastly, I allowed myself to grieve. I think anyone getting out of a relationship, no matter how long you're grieving the loss of a relationship, but Also, the loss of a friend, the loss of a partner, the loss of a person, 
And what's super uncomfortable is the loss of your comfort zone and your former self. You're shedding this version of you that you no longer are. You're transforming into someone that is stronger. You, you're making it through one of a, the most challenging moments in your life. And that requires a new version of yourself. And so grieving that past version of you is okay as you're stepping into that new version, which will feel incredible. But just know that there will be uncomfortable times. There are still days, even though it's been like a, what, a year and a half since I said the words of, I think we should separate some days. I am flying on cloud nine and so happy and so empowered. And just last week I was going through emotions of anger and bitterness and sadness, and there were probably tears. And so it's definitely not a linear process, but just staying committed to that vision of who you want to be and especially how you want to feel and using therapy and journaling to help you with that, I believe will make your transformation so worthwhile. So thank you for hearing me rant and vent and also allowing me to use this space to share one of the most challenging parts of my life and how I am coming out of that time. Last but not least, I just want to add that I believe that we all know deep, deep down what it is that we feel, what it is that we want to feel, how we feel that we deserve to be treated. And I think that if we all take some time to really find our peace and listen to that, I think that we even know the next step. We might not know how to achieve all of those things, but our intuition will tell us the next step to becoming that person. And it does not mean that you need to leave your relationship just because that's my story doesn't mean that that's what will happen in your relationship if you choose to speak up. In fact, I hope that it doesn't. There are so many supportive partners that want to grow in your relationship with you. And I think that is such a beautiful thing and what I'm searching for currently. But I challenge you to really honor yourself and your feelings and what it is that you deserve because you are worth it. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's journal entry. I love connecting with my listeners, so make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at samantha.s.says so I know you're listening. And don't forget to grab your free training and journal prompts at www.samanthapenkoff.com forward slash podcast.